first of all, I think you we kind of have 14 years mm. of unpacking to do. Mm. Or, or at least 14 years of unpacking that might be happening. So it's not like it's not like I have two years or you know a, a very recent loss that I'm kind of dealing with. I feel like um, very in the very earlier on stages of of the loss of my mom, mm. so many things were happening. That's that's a more significant loss for me. Mm. Yeah? Mm. The loss of my mom, and it it kind of dictates how I generally with loss. I didn't mm. realize it before but now I'm very much aware of it. Um, so a lot of things happen. A lot of things were happening. Like but by things I mean there was just activity. Mm. Activity. Activity happening that it was so easy to focus on activity and then not focus on that inward. Mm. Mm. So when she died first of all there were so many. My grandmother was around. Her mom. And and has and one of her sisters, I think, mm. they were they had come to receive her, so she was supposed to come back that weekend, um, and they had come to receive her, and then that very day we received news that oh, um, your mom died in the hospital this morning, uh, when the nurses went in to prepare her, you know, for her what is it called when they are taking a patient out. <laughs> Like discharging her? Yes. Oh. We were preparing to discharge her. My dad had left the hospital to go mm. and, you know, clear hotel bills and, and figure out transport and things like that. So when he left, then he also receives a phone call. Hey, you need to come back. Things, the situation has changed. She's not doing very well, but I don't know. Well, the story was she fainted mm. when the nurse came in to take her. She fainted and... And you know they cleared the room, tried to resuscitate her, didn't work, and you know eventually called in time of death. What? So, um, but yes, ideally. So imagine this is what this is what this is our Saturday because it was a Saturday morning. It was the weekend. I think the weekend after Easter. So it was a Saturday morning. We we're trying to clear the house, clean up every corner that is dusty. You know, uh, your mom is coming home. Cover, yeah. Right. <laughs> patient, whatever, mm. they were in Nairobi. So she, we are clearing, it's busy. First, an auntie of mine comes, no big deal. She came with her daughter, no mm. big deal. So we are clean, you know, we are cleaning, taking out things, you know, what should we take out of this house? Uh, should we cook food? People are going to be here, blah, blah, blah. Then um, they ask, where is your sister? My sister that day had gone to work. She had a job where she take people on tour after they have done their legal things. Mm. So she'd take them to Ginger, watch mm. them around. Mm. You know, nice places in Uganda. So, it's like, ah, yeah, she, she has gone to Ginger, she went to work. So they're like, ah, I think you need to call her home. I'm like, weird. But can you wait for her to come back? No, you know, just call her home. So, at that point, then I, you know, as first of all, I recognize that my grandmother she broke down and I was like this is not good news this is, this is definitely not good news wait when they told your sister you to call your sister your grandma broke down yeah she was there she would do I think they told so they told they her they told her before and, they yeah they told okay. her and they told my aunt mm. uh, 
I think she, they were trying not to wail too heavily, but they are, mm. she's an old woman. Come on. So she's crying. She's she's wailing. Then I think in the middle is like, you know what? We're not going to control this. So they just, you know, come out with it. Your mom has passed on. Um, I didn't even cry immediately. Your mom has passed on. I'm like, well, so my brother was there. Both now I noticed that both of us went immediately went into a that kamod of Work. these things that need to be done. Mm. Yeah. So when they would send him up, he would up and go. When they would send me, I would up and go. When they would ask, when you know, Paul would come in and ask, "Is there water?" I'm the one you get. Eh? Mm. You're the one who has lost, but you're the one who is mm. serving mm. people. And it it just it took us away from. It actually took from like for like three days. It kind of took me away from having to give you emotion to sit, yes, mm. and deal with. Okay, you know what? The most important person in your life right now is gone, and and I think that trait carried on because even after, of course, we cried at the funeral service. Then you know, I, there, there were some people who there are some people even now. I feel. I feel more close to them because um, they were there. And they were not there in the sense of, oh, we're so sorry your mama's died, and, you know, hugging and whatever. They were just, they were just present. There. I don't even know how to explain it. Mm. It's for, at some point, I remember, I remember at some point we played cards. At some point we conversed about random things. And I felt for me that was, that's comfort. Yeah? For me, that's how I feel comfort happens Happens for me. So, and that's how they were. They were there. They, they hung around. If, if things needed to be bought, they'd be like, hey, let's go drive. We take a drive. Uh, would not, of course, just buy the things that were needed. Then they'll just say, ah, let's buy like crisps. You guys, let's go and eat junk food. Those things. That's how... Uh, that's how comfort happens. Not, not, not per se in somebody rubbing and saying, oh, sorry for your loss. It's just, they're there. They help you out with the things that... Um, and then I realized that later on in life, mm. when other people would lose somebody, that is how I'll be there for them. Mm. I will show up. What do you need done? Uh, is it laundry? Do kids need to be dropped to school? Do... What do you need? Do I need to shop stuff? Um, how can I organize this? Do you need me to do something before you get back? You know, um, that's how I feel. I lend help and that's how I feel. I lend comfort to the person. I don't know how to sit and rub somebody's back and say I'm sorry for your loss. Your mom was a good person, or your father was a was a great man. Those things. So, um, yeah. Also, I, yeah. I feel that's understandable because it's, it's like, I, like I said earlier, it's like parenting. The way you raise is the way you're going to raise your child. The way you feel you can, you, you, like, you, for you felt that was comfort for you. So that's what you're going to, that's what you know how to do. So, yeah. So you do it for someone yeah. else. Yeah. We didn't deal much. Uh, if the very first, I don't know what I'd call them, formative years of grief, <laughs> but the very first year of grief, 
we didn't. <laughs> formative years. I don't know. I don't know. You know, but you know, like, like a fresh. People are like, oh my god, you need to go through nothing. Mm. Um, ideally, I was actually in Form Six back when she passed. I was going into campus, so there was a lot of applying for university to be done, looking for schools. My brother had just, uh, I think that year he started IT, so he was now in his first year. Mm. In his first year, mm. so there was school to be done on his end. My sister, you know, after after that period, my sister got a connection that uh, she got a connection that allowed her to go and study in Switzerland, mm. and she was there for three almost four years yeah my dad was falling sick every other like for the first year he mm. was sick every other week this week he was at work next week he was at home this week he was at work and it was those things of the doctor would be like i, I see symptoms but the body says nothing mm. so it was just for managing symptoms and he would real fall sick of fever what he's down Every other week, of course, eventually we're like, you know what? This, this is not an illness. Mm. Um, this is him. This is him trying to adjust. I don't know. I don't know what he's trying, but it's grief. That's him. And so, w- uh, my brother and I had to be home every week. We actually got his every weekend. We had to be home. We're not like other kids. We hey, let's go party at school. We're home every weekend, trying to take care of dad. You're driving him if he, if he needed to. I was in UCU, so which was father. If he needed to be driven to the hospital, my brother was closer. Mm. He was in Mook, so he was closer. Mm. He would go home, drive him, then go back to school. But every weekend we were there taking care of him, making sure his his food is right. Eventually he stabilized. Mm. But that's how we began. Now we began to, or I should I say, now I began to worry. You know how I worry about my dad. Mm. That's how I now began to worry. First of all, he's the only parent left. How are we going to deal with this thing? Uh-uh. I cannot lose another mm, parent, you know, another parent, and that's that's the protective nature that came over me. That's how I now deal with my dad. I'm like, could annoy me today, hmm? but because he's the only parent left, we shall take this annoyance. <laughs> we shall deal with it. We shall, you know, uh, soldier on. Um, yeah, do you feel you've 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 dealt with with with, <laughs> with losing your mom, like the, those emotions? Because I feel like you've been busy. Busy, busy is the word. I think the last almost three years of life have been have been actually me trying to unpack and deal with a lot of these things. I the last year, last year and this year. I probably I would say I may have dealt with it better because mm. I am I am aware. Mm. But anyone who died between then and say 2019, even yeah even 2020, mm. at some point I do not first of all I don't like attending funerals because mm. I'm just like where well, where are you taking me to the village? My uncle died. My dad's oldest brother was the last person to die. I really did that time. I made myself. I made it vocal that I did not want to go to that village. Mm. Or barrio. We're like, no, you need to support people. I'm like, who is going to support me? I don't want to deal with this thing. I, I don't want to go for barrio. Mm. 
But at the vigil, I will be there. We'll be there. We'll probably, if you want to watch a movie, we'll watch. We'll, hey, we rent movies and watch. If you want to have food cooked or talk about random things, if you want to tease me, I'll take it. Cool. But I will not bury. Uh, my god, then my godmother also, earlier my godmother died. I was just, at, at some point we had gotten out of it. Then we, <laughs> then it was like, no, you guys. Your eyes, Auntie Esther, what? So in fact, on our way to the village, I was seated minding, I was so quiet minding my own business. On our way, on our way to the funeral, I was quiet minding my own business. We were in the same car with my sister and my other cousins, female cousins, were driving, talking about random things. Then my sister turns to me and says, How do you feel now that your godmother has died? It was such a big eye roll. I was like, How do you want me to feel? <laughs> you know, but the outburst was because I felt like I was, I'd been forced to come for a funeral, yeah? Um, my gra- when my grandmother died, I but people were like, what? You're not close to your grandmother like that? I was like, no, I love my grandmother. I'm close to her. I love my dad. I love the, fa- I, the fact that I feel so bad the fact that my dad is even suffering because mm. I'm already protective of my dad and now he's suffering and I don't know how to handle that suffering. I don't know how to help him with that suffering, but I don't want to be at the funeral. Like, do I have to be at the funeral? Why don't you want to be at the funeral? It just feels so... It feels finished. Mm, It's it's final. It's final. Agreed, but I just... Yeah. It digs up... In fact, that moment of burying just digs up a lot of things that I feel shouldn't be dug that you haven't dealt with yeah, yet. Yeah, they just need to sit there. Why? You think they'll never come out? I don't know. <laughs> just <laughs> let but them you see, even when we started this conversation, you said there's 14 years of unpacking. Yeah. Meaning, yeah, that's true. meaning you also know you need to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> but what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> What does that mean? I'm trying. I don't want it to be an an uncomfortable thing. I went through. I went through a season of depression on campus, and mm-hmm. I didn't actually didn't even know on campus. And after that, I didn't know what that was. Uh, I didn't know what was going on. I was just. I at the, what I realized was that at that time I would take on different identities if I was hanging with friends that are how do I say it? They're cool, they want to hang out all the time, they want I'm going to take on like mm, I, I'm going to be like, hang this, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, a party girl, I'm the life of the party. If I'm hanging out with people who are slay queens, I'm gonna wanna be a slay queen mm. at that point. Eh? Mm. I'm going to want to be a slay queen. If because it was just it was me trying to figure out adapting. Yeah, who I was because I realized that she was a very pivotal uh, person when it came to my identity. Mm. When I was younger, every time I was unsure about something, or every time somebody would come and tell me, um, how do I say, for instance, I, when I was younger, I used to have these, well, these dark spots eh, all over. There were so many. Even my siblings have them. They were in weird places. But when somebody would say, you have... Too many dark spots. 
I'd go to my mom and I'd be like, people are saying I have dark spots. She'd be like, yeah, those are beauty spots. And the more you have, the more you are beautiful. So I'm like, yeah. So when someone come and tell me, I'd be like, yeah, they are beauty spots, which means I'm beautiful. The more I have, the more I, like, yeah, it was yeah, confident. Yeah. Then uh, there was an issue with all of us, even if, even my sister, when she was a teenager, she was, uh, she was bigger, she was fuller in size, but she always had collarbone. Mm. Always had collarbone. And this people be like, you, they never feed you right, you're so skinny, what? And then we'd be like, mom, people are abusing our collarbones. She'd be like, nah, those guys, they are feeling jealous. Like collarbones are like the depiction of beauty. Look at me. Even her, she had a collar, she had collarbone. Like, you would, that, you would just stand out like her. So it'd be like, you know, you cannot abuse my collarbone because my mother said collarbone. But now she's not mm. there to affirm some of these things. And I'm wondering, okay, so how am I supposed to deal how am I supposed to deal with this? And you know, I am eighteen or nineteen and I'm on campus. And you know things happen on campus. <laughs> young <laughs> young people do some stupid things and you're asking yourself is this right? Like, mm, there's nobody to mm, ask. Mm, there was mm. one person that I would naturally ask, but now there's no one to ask. Your friends are telling you, come on, have sex. It's great. <laughs> it's, you know, the thing to look forward to. Naturally, I would go and tell her, so, my friends <laughs> have said, having, have said, you know, this is happening. But now I'm having to sit there and, because there's only one person I would go to but now the person is not there. So the, like, there was a lot of identity figuring out to do. And that, that's why I would take up that's why I would take up a lot of um, a lot of people's different identities. Eh? If I find people wearing tight things I, re- I recently realized banana. I would rather wear short than tight because tight is not my thing. Mm. Like, it was so always uncomfortable but I would do it because People are doing it. People think it's sexy. People think it's it's the in thing to do. Not because I felt comfortable wearing tights. Mm. Um, so um, yeah, there was there was not that person who gave me that guidance wasn't there because I had to figure out. I had to figure out myself. I had to figure out who I was. Sort through those things by myself. And uh, when I was on campus, it was it was so much harder because I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know what was going on around me. I didn't know what was, you know. But later on is when I realized, you know what? You all these things that I'm telling you, you you kind of hooked your identity into everything that your mother said. Mm. But now that she's not there, who who are you? Who do you think you are as a person? And some of those things have formed over the years. I've, I've come to terms with some of them. Others, I'm still trying to work through them. Um, but yeah, I'm like, if someone also, it, sometimes it, it causes me not to want to make strong connections. Because I'm like, if the person is going to be taken away, what's the point? You know? Because if I'm going to, if I'm going to create a connection with so-and-so and, and do life with so-and-so and, and 
then they are taken away then what is my life without them then what does that mean that means you're not going to make connections no i do make connections it's scary to make co- for me it really is scary but life generally is scary life is scary now everything is scary Should we stay now because <laughs> just lock ourselves that's what i'm saying like everything is scary corona everything is scary because I, i i remember who was it someone was talking about and 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 like oh even driving a car you need to be careful what but now the other day someone told me they were in their house the guy was sleeping he had just come back then the building fell on as in it just oh caved in as in anything can happen and it so you just you you, you just make a choice you need to leave you can't live in constant fear because you of course it's it's understandable but the beauty is that um i i feel like god is already doing doing the work in your life like you're realizing things you're learning things about yourself you're learning what works for you and what doesn't but that is time spent with yourself and knowing who you are you know yeah but but even as i listen to you i'm i'm wondering uh sometimes even getting a mentor helps yeah helps you uh, process some thoughts and and some emotions but yeah, so i i i feel like like the whole not going for burial yeah there's <laughs> a lot you still need to unpack i know uh it's so funny you say that i just remembered my mentor uh, anna mm. when her grandmother died she texted me so i didn't have my phone with me i knew her grandma was sick and I, you know be around with her pray with her whatever you can do like i said it's easy to physically mm. and then so she sent me a message i was somewhere and then somebody said Uh, no then my supervisor told me yo uh, have you heard actually I'm like that you said I said are you serious so I got my phone and I noticed she had texted me like 30 minutes ago or so I was like crap then in my mind I was like I don't know I don't know how to approach that because yeah she was sick but I don't know do I go and tell her I'm sorry do I, I actually just went and sat next to her because mm. I couldn't say anything I sat next to her do need i remember because tra- she tra- i think she traveled before certain people mm-hmm. so i uh, when a when a team of friends were traveling what i was like you guys i can help you let's go we got there when we got to kampala there were certain people and i i had every intention of going to be with her at the bari but i didn't go the moment i got home i sat down showered and then fell asleep but i eventually realized it's because <laughs> thinking Don't about the holy <laughs> I will not do various for anything. Yeah, but um I I was going to ask you a question yes. Mm. So how do because I think I'm probably in a better place because I'm aware and I'm actively actually unpacking some of these things, but how does somebody with those many years of unpacking for some some people it's even longer how does somebody start to even unpack themselves if they have not become at all been in that space i think you already started uh the fact that you are aware 
that there's there's something you need to deal with. Mm. But I feel <laughs> when you were talking, I I was thinking you need to attend one. A barrier. Like, but I attend them. I just for for and for the other person and for yourself mainly because mm. I feel like they're they're you've been you've been busy. Busy, and I, I feel like you've not, you've not even like, like even scratched a bit of the, and like I've been saying, it, it, you, those emotions are not things you can keep and just wait. Is there something I'm supposed to do when I attend one? No. Just attend. You know, like, like what you are saying. Not, you don't have to, to, to like. Everyone, even your presence, like what you are saying, I, I didn't know what to do. I just sat there with her. It's also a good thing, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's you don't have to now pretend and and do things that are not even you because it we are we are adults. Okay, most of us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> adults, as in someone can read through you. Mm-hmm. What she's even like, yeah. Even start making mistakes at that point, but yeah. okay. I feel like like God will show you the the like you attend one and see my next goal. Then you 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 see like how you feel. Mm-hmm. Then you deal with those emotions. Okay. Not being busy. Mm. <laughs> Have you had not being busy? Yes. <laughs> about this therapy session and I was like every time I open up to Doreen it just goes southwest like I, I thought I was just going to cry and be wailing and you know but no surprisingly you've grown I got this thing together <laughs> this is the part where I be looking at myself I'm like oh my god I'm a big girl <laughs> Wow. No, like yeah, for no, for real. I and mean, seriously, I was I was really shocked. I was like, wait, I've actually got it together. Like I can talk about my feelings and, and express cry. myself. Yeah, without having to uh, keep measuring me. My mom yeah. is just like just like everything. No, I can just say my mom was everything and, and still be able to have the composure. Hey, girl! I'm here talking myself on the shoulder yeah. like <laughs> Uh, it's funny that you say that because if I had had this conversation like last year, like I would, I would be, I would be, uh, be wailing. <laughs> like honestly, I would be wailing because there was but a you point. Did. <laughs> no, but you see, I could fight my tears. You see, but the hope of the past years, uh, crying was like. It was like second nature to me. Like, mm-hmm. oh, let's cry. Let's yeah, like, like, let me just be. Yeah, you. and I think. Because even when I thought about it in the morning, I had a sorrow. Because, as I mentioned, like, mm. when someone dies, I don't think about them. Like, I don't mm. I don't linger there. I'd be like, I can't do anything about that, but I can do something about mm. now, today. Yeah. So, if I'm calling up Diana, I'm going to call up Diana. If I'm calling up, like, just, yeah. like, I'm going to be the best yeah. version of myself now. So that if it happens, I know 
when they were alive i did everything i, I was could. there yeah. you understand like that that's the kind of thing yeah. and like it helped because i think it was just the memory that was making me because i don't think about it often but then i'm like yeah so i'm also proud of myself that i didn't i didn't wail i wish i wish there was a one two three about one two three steps on how you can sort your grief yes. or you know um manage or you know deal with loss but i mean i guess the only one two three is to figure out a way to sort your feelings yeah Just talk to somebody um somebody neutral would help yes doreen is a really good neutral person that's very true yeah and um yeah so if you really want to reach out to doreen um for any reason you have maybe some mental situation you need to talk about just something that you need to sort your feelings about because she's she is a counselor and she currently works with Strong Minds, yes. Uganda, um, which is an organization that deals with people that have mental health, health issues. issues. This is not a sponsored ad or mention, by the way. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> but, but if you really want to reach Doreen, she's totally reachable. Hope has her number. So her name is Doreen Chisembo. Her number is 0758-645475. Yeah. Say that again. <laughs> Zero seven five eight six four five four seven five. Yeah. And I, I think she's she's just one of those really good listeners. Yeah. You want listeners without bringing her explanations in. You you, you just want somebody to help you, you sort, sort through, through yeah, your feelings. What's going on. Yeah. yeah. Which, is, which is a great idea. Everybody should talk, man. But I'm sitting over here thinking, oh my God, I'm such a big girl. Ow. <laughs> Like so the funny thing, like when we were talking and we were having the sessions, mm. I remembered there was a book we did in high school called Mind Boy. I remember Mind Boy. Yeah, and there was a point where I love that book. One of the characters died. The old man died in the yes, book. Yes, Daddy. Yeah, he was called Daddy. Yes, and then when he died, there's a part in where Peter Abram says that he died. But everyone's life moved on. Yeah. Like, because he was the main character, the mind boy was walking through the city and he just saw everyone was selling what. Like, yeah. it was like as if this guy had not died. People yeah. were just moving on. And like, the, he had never lived, yes. been in that And yet, city. the only people who could feel that grief were him and the and people and who the loved him. Yeah. And I remember that was a very profound moment for me in that book because I was like, man, that's what happens. Like, People just move, like yeah. you stay with your thing. It's yeah. it was very significant and be like, actually, they are with you, but then the fact is the grief is yours, it's you who feels it. Yeah. So it's your responsibility, our responsibility to deal with it and to deal with that grief and to move on with it. And yeah. yeah. My hope is that when this episode when you listen to this episode, you can start that journey. Yeah. Yeah. You are able to start the journey and be like, oh, Yeah. You're First, your what was your move to own? Yes, own your grief, girl. <laughs> and mine was to attend a funeral. I'm just like, why would she make me attend a funeral? Are you like, going to go online? I'm sorting this. Are you going online? Like, 
obituaries. Who wants to be in to attend, right? I was like, mm, oh, this looks important. Oh, this one might have really nice food, actually. I should. Oh, this one might have really oh good grievers. Oh, oh, this one looks like their aunties. They are going to have mourners paid to cry. Uh, no, no. But whatever your step is, we hope that this episode was helpful. Yes, and it's just it's just one of many, so we'll be bringing Doreen back. We thought it's a good idea. We don't want to do podcasts. I've said this a thousand times. We don't want to do podcasts the way everyone else is doing podcasts. So instead of doing a and a with Doreen, which was really silly, we thought, hey, we also have issues to sort through. So why don't we do a therapy session? So, I mean... If you've never really been in one, this is what one looks like. Or, no, do I say this is what one sounds like? And if you go to Doreen's therapy session, you have the plus of all the chins and the birds and the boulders. <laughs> anyway, we hope you've had a blast, you guys. Yeah. And just learn something. One additional thing is that for anyone who has lost someone or is dealing with something, mm. our sympathies are with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, it is. It totally is. Yeah. All right. That I, I just need to just to create anticipation. Our next podcast, I have a feeling is going to be hard because <laughs> those topics are just like everybody has an opinion yeah. about something. I don't want to give it away, but we'll see. Maybe we can give it away once we've recorded it. But right. yeah, it's it's gonna be hot so don't miss out we love you guys bye bye <laughs>